All right. Uh, should, should do like a reenactment. <laughs> yeah, just play it, play it again. Just, we'll, we'll, we just we'll, gotta we'll, walk fast. We'll, back we'll, and forth, uh, make lots of hand motions. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Rick is out. Rick, uh, his family tested positive, so he took a uh, a test and he got a positive test. He's uh, he's feeling quite good. Uh, you know, minimal s- symptoms or whatever, but he just thought. It's best to, to quarantine, and, and so he's not here today. Um, but some of what he said um, helped me out, too, um, is that, you know, part of, uh, that we do this every year. Uh, we have an elder panel every year, um, and, and his thinking behind it is uh, he uses the analogy of the family, right? If mom and dad are okay, even though things might be tough, even though things might be um, even going sideways a little bit, you know, if mom and dad are okay, then, then everything's going to be okay. And so just wanting to hear from our elders, wanting to hear, um, you know, where they're at, what, uh, their hopes for next year, um, maybe some uh, insight into what's going on in the church and just what it, what it means to be an elder in, in 2021, what last year looked like, some of those things. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we, we love coming up here. We want to uh, this time to be an encouragement to you, a blessing to you guys. Uh, we want you to know who the elders are. We want you to be able to connect with the elders. Um, so uh, this is just a few of us, obviously, but there, there are more. And, um, yeah, can you remember anything else he said? I didn't hear it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think he summarized it pretty well and why we're up here and what we're doing. Um, he'll be excited to come back. And he mentioned uh, coming up, our next series will be a five-week series on the Holy Spirit. Um, and then after that, we will be in the Book of Romans. Um, so that's kind of our preaching schedule until summertime about. And, um, and yeah, like I said, Rick's doing well, um, but he's staying home. So. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, um, as I'm scheduling for today, there was a lot of people who... Uh, unfortunately, couldn't be here because um, they're sick or, you know, um, quarantining or, or whatever. So it's good to see you guys. I'm glad that, that it's full, uh, full-ish. Um, and, and, and I just want to say that, you know, I, I don't think this is, you know, a, a reset or, or a do-over um, uh, in the sense that from our, I've heard from many people that it's, it's very mild. Uh, it's like a cold or a flu. Um, but, but again, people still have um, susceptibilities and stuff. So as elders, uh, we've gone through this, and we've spent hours and hours talking and praying uh, through these situations. But we have, uh, we have no intention right now to, to shut down the church, uh, but we do care about you guys. And so we want to know uh, if there's a way that we can serve you or bless you. We got a, we got a text or an email last night uh, about someone who was in the hospital. So we know that it's, it's real, that it's um, there, are, there are real implications to it, and so we want to know how we can love and serve you guys. And, um, l- you know, looking back on the whole COVID thing, um, I think there are things that we did well. I think that, that uh, you know, I would do differently for sure, um, but we want, we, we want you guys to know that we care about you. We want you here if you can be here uh, for sure, um, but we want to know how to serve you and love you guys well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with that, uh, you know, speaking about love, one of the things that I've been so encouraged this year um, about is how much this congregation loves one another. Yeah. And um, it just reminded me of Ephesians 5, 
Therefore, be imitators of God and as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. You know, we see that all the time. Um, I think there was uh, a post on Realm today that Kendall put out uh, about somebody needing, needing meal ministry, but that is something that, that happens throughout the year and has happened throughout the year. And boy, if you're somebody that wants to serve people on the meal ministry, you got to be really quick with the fingers in this <laughs> church because those slots fill up like in three minutes, it seems. I mean, they're so fast. Um, so that's just been a really big encouragement to, I know, me, and, and I think the elders, we, we talk about it in, in our elder meetings and on Sunday prayer time at, about um, the acts of love and kindness that are happening in this church as we pray through the membership role and, and you know, love and care for you guys as well. So it's been really encouraging. Yeah, speaking of caring for one another, I think especially relevant to the Christmas season, um, you know, we were able to give out some benevolence to people in need, to care for some people, and it's one of those things, to be honest, I feel a little odd. It's like I'm, I'm giving out to someone, but it's really mostly your guys' giving, and it's like I get to enjoy the excitement of handing this to someone and say, this is from the congregation, and we love you, and we care about you, and so um, I'm hoping some of those, maybe some of those people end up writing a couple things we could just share with you guys anonymously eventually, but just want to say thank you for your guys' generosity um, in this church and that people are being taken care of uh, very well. And um, they are just delighted and sometimes in tears to receive from you guys, ultimately, the congregation. And that's what we tell them. This is a gift from the congregation to you um, and to see them cared for. And so just I'm so thankful for that, not only for the practical need of caring for people in this congregation, but... It's very similar from a pastoral perspective. Like Paul says in, uh, forget if it's Philippians 3 or 2 Corinthians 8, they both have to do with giving. But basically uh, telling that congregation, look, it's, it's not that I sought the gift. It's not that I really needed uh, these things, but it's the fruit to your credit. And to see the fruit in the lives of your people in a year that I'm sure was difficult for many of you financially and to see that type of care in the congregation um, is so encouraging. Um, and so exciting to see. And so um, thank you. I know you guys don't always get to see you where every dollar goes, but um, as they were talking about before, they, we, we talk, we pray, we look at people's needs in the congregation, and just thank you for trusting us with, with making those decisions, and thank you for caring well uh, for the people in this congregation. And even speaking of that, me personally and towards my family, I just Thank you guys so much. We have been overwhelmed by the amount of support and love that we have had towards my family, uh, personally, um, towards my growth in ministry. How many of you asked me how a school is going, how's adoption going with Isaiah? And I'm just extremely grateful, and I'm sure that's just a small fraction of how you guys are caring for one another in community groups when you see each other on Sunday. So thank you. You know, one thing we didn't do is say our names while we were talking. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, you, they probably know you, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, El- I'm Elko. <laughs> yeah, you, my name, he's not Melko. My name is Tim Thetford. <laughs> and uh, I'm okay, Jeff... Okay, we're really oh, okay. confusing everyone. <laughs> Je- okay. I'm, I'm Jeff Heyman. I'm Pastor Tim Thetford. And I'm Jordan Sinenio. And I'm Melko. Um, one of the things that, uh, that struck me this morning as I woke up and I looked at the sunrise is how beautiful the day is today. And uh, coming off of a really rainy week, 
uh, last week, it reminded me of coming out of COVID and how we're still in COVID, but the worst of it was so dark and gloomy. And we think of a rainstorm as being um, inconvenient at the least and destructive at its worst. But it, is all, it also replenishes the earth and God uses it for good. And uh, we've seen, as we've been talking about, we'll talk about a little bit more, of how God has used such a, such a scary time as something for good. And uh, I just am impressed with that. And this morning was just uh, one of those times that I felt that. Uh, Jordan mentioned community groups, and I'm going to plug community groups if I can. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. So if you guys are not in a community group, I mean, uh, anytime's a great time to get in, but it's beginning of a new uh, season. Uh, yeah, connect with us. Uh, use the connection wall uh, to get plugged into a community group. And I, I love our group. I love the way I've seen our group grow, uh, open up, be able to share with one another, uh, cry with each other, laugh with each other. Um, I encourage you guys to, to, to be connected. And if that doesn't work out, I mean, be, be present, you know. Don't just run in and run out of here. Um, I encourage you guys to, to stick around. Be in the palm court. I see um, ministry happening in the palm court. I see people praying for each other. I see people talking about things that are, that are deep uh, God things. Um, just be present. Be around other Christians as much as you can. Um, we, we, we need that. We definitely need that. God has called us to, to meet, uh, to be under the preaching of God's Word, but, but I think a big part of it is just the ministry that happens when we're around each other, able, able to speak truth into each other's lives, encourage one another. Um, and so let us help you do that. If, if, if you want more of that, let us help you get connected. Yeah, commu- community groups was, was, was going to be one of my plugs as well, but I'll switch it up a little bit um, and talk about some of the encouraging things. I was just, uh, wives, I want you to know that I was really encouraged this year by the Landmines Conference, the men's conference, and the husbands that were there and participated, and, and um, it, it mirrors what has gone on in our community, in at least my community group, with husbands are really uh, stepping up. They're really looking, looking to lead, and they're, and they're, you know, they're putting their best foot forward. But I'm telling you, I'm more impressed with the wives um, out there because, uh, and I've used this analogy before, uh, a marriage is, is a, a man and a, a woman tied together by a string. And usually, you know, the man is supposed to lead, which sometimes requires, uh, you know, in order to lead something, you sometimes need to pull, right? But more encouraging, the reason I'm more encouraged by the wives is, wives, you've got a tougher battle. You have to push the string, and uh, pushing the string uphill is a lot, t- lot tougher than pulling it. Um, but it's been really encouraging in my community group to see wives pushing their husbands to be better leaders, um, be better servants, uh, and just have a better um, outlook on, on life and, and them as a, as a married couple. And it's led to some, and I think, Tim, you mentioned this in the first service, it's led to some great, and, and you guys probably have had the same thing in your community groups, great mentoring opportunities to talk about um, how husbands and wives um, should be loving each other well in, in the image of God. So it's been awesome. Yeah, something else that comes to mind with that, too, is just uh, I get the privilege of working with the youth ministry most of the time, and 
uh, seeing some of you guys as parents really step into that intentionality with your kids. Uh, they didn't ask for this, but honestly, two people come to mind. One's Greg Craycrafts and the other's Bill Smith. And just hearing from their children how they're being involved in their lives and intentional discipleship is just exciting and so cool to hear. Um, just even the other night, uh, you know, one of them, we were going to have Mormons over for dinner, and his son was excited, and they were going to witness to him, and they were going to do it as a family, and that's just so cool to hear. Um, and the other one, just taking some guys, uh, including his son, through a book together on dating and just taking that up. And, um, yeah, it's been really cool to see the same reflection uh, in marriages happening, even in parenting, and the intentionality in that. So I just wanted to encourage you guys, keep uh, pushing towards that and keep pushing towards uh, one another. I started getting together with... Um, a couple other young dads, and we're reading Shepherding a Child's Heart by David Tripp, an excellent book um, if you have young children. And um, yeah, we're just guys who know, uh, we know very little about parenting so far. And so we said, you know, we want to honor God. We, wanna, uh, we want to disciple our kids. And so let's get together. We'll pray for our children. We'll do this. And so uh, I encourage you guys to do that in the congregation. You don't need uh, anyone special. You don't need a pastor. You don't need an elder. You have the word of God. You have one another. And um, as Roman says, you're competent to counsel one another because you have the word of God, because you know the Lord. So just encourage you towards that and keep doing what a lot of you are already headed towards. I think also uh, stepping back to community groups, um, there are so many times when uh, a community group uh, member, one of my members, um, will encourage me and uh, step me up to be a better Christian, to be a better leader uh, by the questions they ask, by the interest they have in my life. And it's such a blessing how we encourage each other. And so, you know, helping out new parents. None of us were, were highly trained parents when we became parents. We learned on the job. And so uh, the more we can encourage you in your parenting or um, whatever ministry you're involved with. It's also a blessing to see the children's ministry just do amazing things, too, and what people are involved with that. So keep doing that as well. I think something that's been an encouragement for me this last year is just <clears throat> in counseling, uh, both, both formally and, and informally, you know, just, just talking to people. Um, I just, I, I, I've been super encouraged because people, you know, will lament or, or grieve or um, grumble. <laughs> um, and at the point where I, I'm about to, you know, point them to Scripture or point them to Christ or uh, point out their sins, uh, they beat me to it, you know. And they say, they say, but God is good and but I know that this is sin in me. I know that this is not good. I know this is not what God would have for me. Um, and so it's, it's, it's really easy to counsel. <laughs> but um, it's, it's, it's beautiful to see our people um, just maturing in that way. And so um, just counseling people has, has been really good. I mean, as, as elders, a lot of times we get the tough cases. Um, unfortunately, times where people don't want to have anything to do with us, bail, um, you know, our, our um, you know, husbands and wives are, are, are angry and d don't want the church's involvement, doesn't, don't want to open up, don't want to um, sit down 
be encouraged by, by truth, be, be pointed to the gospel. Um, but, it, but, but, but this year I've seen it, um, I've seen the opposite. I've seen people who say, yeah, I'm a sinner, and I'm married to a sinner, and we need Christ. We need Christ at the center of our life, and we're grateful that the, that the church wants to step in and help us, that, that actually opening up is so scary, but once you do, it's like, well, yeah, of course, we're all sinners. Um, now what do we do? How do we fix this? How do we go forward? How do we change hearts and minds? And there was a situation where um, there was a couple, and there was um, a couple of Christians, and there was a white. There was literally a whiteboard on the wall behind them, and we were writing stuff down. And it reminded me of watching like film, like after a game, right? So imagine like you got X's and O's on the boards, and you're you're saying like I should have zigged here when I, I, I or I should have zigged when I zagged or whatever. But 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 how good is that? That 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 I you know I. I would love to have Christians in my life saying, hey, Tim, here's where you should have done this and done that, and here's where God's Word says this and does that. And it was just really beautiful. Um, we do it for sports teams, and yet we don't do it in our own lives, which is way more important, our relationships. Um, yeah. Sounds like right, another any, plug anybody, for a community. Anybody want to put <laughs> Tim on their schedule? <laughs> I mean, apparently, he's, out the game plan. he's reaching out. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, this year has been, um, I think, more than any other year. We've really utilized this campus well. We've really, we've really, uh, this campus has changed so many different times, and in some cases, really quickly uh, turned over from from uh, multiple weddings on weekends, um, uh, funerals, uh, con- yeah, conferences. And so we've really, we've really, I think, done well. And this, so this campus has been really versatile this year. It's been, um, and I think it's continuing um, to evolve as we've got the new, the new offices opened upstairs, uh, and then the new, the, the new meeting rooms uh, in the old offices, which haven't really been fully utilized completely yet, but they're they're starting to gain traction over there. And so, um, you know, that's another encouragement I think from the vision of what this new new building was, uh, how many years ago, Mel? Like 12 years ago, something like that? Um, like that. And, and it's really starting to come to life. Um, you know, and, and it's, really, it's really been awesome to see uh, that, you know, outdoor services, you know, because of COVID, and, and that's really, really transformed and the church campus a little bit further than than what I even had a vision for. So it's been really neat seeing seeing some of those things happen. Thanks, Jeff. That was actually some brought to mind some other stuff. We think of uh, uh, 2020, 2021 as being such a dark time, but we really did some amazing stuff this year. Uh, this year was uh, when we celebrated our 50th anniversary. A lot of people came back. It was great to see old friends. Uh, just a big celebration of the faithfulness of God. And um, it, it blows my mind when I think of the years I've been here, how things have changed and grown and, and the, the per- momentum we have now is actually amazing when you think about what society has gone through. So um, thinking about 2021, focusing on, okay, that celebration was amazing of God's faithfulness. We also, um, all, the, all the ministries in, 
here did a strategic planning uh, self-evaluation. And we're going to see the benefits of that as time goes on. And each, um, each ministry went through and said, okay, what are we doing well? What do we need to work on? And uh, that's exciting to see how everyone taking that seriously. And, uh, oh, there's people over here. i got to turn. Um, and how we, we've just really got to, um, the ministries are focusing on how to do a better job in, in their ministry. Yeah, something else to share with you guys that uh, I think sometimes you don't get to see as a congregation is um, even uh, as an elder board and um, you don't obviously get to be at a lot of our meetings and things. And this is really the credit to the a lot of the other elders, especially the lay guys that you guys are in a church where your your elders really care about you. And even if you're someone who doesn't hear from us super often, we see your name, we go through the list, we pray for people, we talk about you guys, we think about how we can best counsel you and love you, and yeah, some part of me wishes that everyone could be part of an elder meeting the entire time. Sometimes there's some privacy, so things happening, so we can't do that, but if you could see the way that some of these guys literally agonize over the people in this congregation whether it's suffering or hardship or being stuck in sin and the prayers and the discussions and the long nights that are had. And even, um, I think of Paul sharing, you know, he says, um, forget to which church, but basically, like, I have my own sufferings to deal with and persecutions and famine and all these things. But on top of that, I have the anxiety of all the churches that I, I started and a lot of times I think of the guys here and that, and that they have their job, they have their own lives, they have parents with failing health, they have things going on themselves, they have finance issues, they're dealing with their kids, and on top of all that, they're coming and they're caring for you, and many nights are spent praying for you guys when they got to get up at work the next day at 6 a.m. and we're there at midnight, or they're losing sleep over a decision of how to care or love for somebody best, and so... I just wanted to share that with you guys, that they really, really love you guys and care for you guys, and almost no decision I can think of goes lightly uh, in the elder room that should, meaning every decision I have a sense is given the care it needs, and everyone's humble enough to, to revisit it if it needs more care, and so we're, cer we're certainly not perfect, they're certainly not perfect, um, but they're really doing their best before the Lord uh, to care for you guys. And so I ho I'm hoping that you're sensing that from week to week. But even behind the closed doors, that's not a lot of what you get to see um, what's happening up there in the offices. So, so part of my uh, role right now with Adam gone and not having worship pastors is doing some of the scheduling stuff. And so I'm really appreciative of, of those of you guys who are, who are serving, who are offering to serve, especially when a lot of people are sick and stuff like that. And so it's just, it's even opened my eyes how much um, our body does and serves one another and loves each other well. Um, but again, if, if you have been at this church for a while and, and are looking to serve, there are places to serve. Um, and I mean, you know, there people uh, do video and tech and set up uh, Lord's Supper service, all kinds of things, stuff that I wasn't even aware of. Um, but but we want you to use your gifts. We want you to be able to serve, um, not because we want you to, you know, 
you know, whip a chain. Yeah, yeah. But but we want because it's good and and it's not something that's like super time consuming or whatever. Um, but if you're interested and you and you're thinking, hey, I want to serve. Where can I serve? Come talk to one of us. You know, uh, we'll help you kind of think through that. Um, and maybe, the, I mean, I, I'm impressed with our people and new people who come to the church and, and say, I, I, hey, I want to serve in this way. And, and this, maybe it's something we haven't even thought of. Um, and I want, we want to encourage people to, to use their gifts, to, 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 to serve and to love one another well. And so if that's something that you're thinking about, please come talk to us. Yeah, and lastly, um, you know, Jordan, Jordan mentioned, you know, things that, that the elders have gone through this year and, and decisions that are made. One, one of the things that has been also very encouraging to me and very, very actually a, a really neat process um, is our membership process that we have. And um, I, I know not everybody up here got to interview, interview uh, prospective members this year because of other commitments uh, that needed to be had or that they, that they had. But it was so awesome going through this membership process this last time. I think we had 46 participants, um, which is a lot. So uh, some future uh, Lord's Supper service, we're going to have quite a few people um, uh, being brought in as members. But the interview process was so neat. Um, I, I, I did an interview with somebody that I've known since they were eight years old. And um, it was neat seeing a totally different side of her and have her explain the gospel to me in a way that was like so clear and so precise and it was just really neat seeing that and i think jordan you shared something as well um at one time um that you had a high school kid that you said shared the gospel better than most adults and he's like what a freshman yes (laughs) awesome I think also uh, during uh, the process of interviewing and, and talking to new members, uh, a lot of people were drawn because of the preaching or um, other things that our church does, the ministries, but almost everyone, it gets down to the point of how they felt the love of the congregation. And so uh, that I can't drill that point down enough to how much you love on each other and, and how we're, our church is growing because of that. Yeah, so we got some minutes left and uh, reflecting on the past too and even just looking forward in the future a little bit, uh, what our vision is, what our hope for this church is. I think Jeff touched a bit on what I was thinking of just seeing this campus utilized to bless our community. Um, I think it's been really cool for us to be a part of some things this past year that I look forward to possibly blessing other organizations. We've had counseling conferences here. Uh, we had the mayor here for sure, some education stuff. We had Maven here. Um, and just really looking forward to how do we use uh, a place like this to bless the community and, and the people around us. Um, we're potentially thinking about having some more uh, renters in the future, what that would look like, um, just knowing that we have this campus here. Um, but the other thing I'm really looking forward to in, uh, in the future as well reaching the community is really the the evangelism to the community and the outreach uh, and some of that started uh, with the youth that uh, the high school and college group have been going out every other month to the spectrum and just talking to people on the street and um, it's been awesome to see and going back to the parents again parents have been joining their kids and doing that and 
Believe me, it's intimidating. If you think it's intimidating as an adult, remember what it was like when you were like 15 and social life was <laughs> everything. And now you're going to talk to strangers and you're scared to talk to people you've known in school for years or seen around. So, um, so it's been fun. Uh, it's been exciting. The youth have, have been confident in that and trained for that. But um, even that aside, there's so many ways. Something I would love to see happen in our church is for us to bring people into the community, into our community groups. Don't be afraid to use your community group as an evangelistic tool, meaning uh, that's a part of Christianity. A lot of people don't know about it and they don't see. And if Christ says they'll know you're his disciples by your love, probably the most uh, poignant uh, windows into when you're loving each other is during that community group time. And so don't be afraid. That's what community groups are for. Bring people, bring your neighbors, bring your friends and say, hey, come to my community group. Even if they don't have a ton to contribute, just say, come and meet these people I love and I love me. We're possibly going to eat some food and hang out. I'd love for you uh, to join us and see us. And um, so, yeah, so that's something that's been in my mind, uh, thinking about community groups. And then even people in this church, there's people who come to this church who aren't Christians there's people who just need to be loved and cared for and just grab them and invite you, uh, invite them into your group. Um, and we'd love to see that. And as well, uh, community group leaders, if you guys don't know, Tim's been doing training with them now, which has gone really well. And it's just even exciting for all of us to get together as really as under shepherds and to talk about that. Um, and that's the other something I've been encouraged by this last year that I'm hoping we we get to do more and more of is training you guys and helping you guys is seeing how much you're interacting uh, with the people in your community group and caring for them. Because the reality is there's, what, uh, 11 of us right now on the board, I think? Uh, 10? 10 of us, 500 people, and it's not going to happen. It's just not without you guys. And so uh, we appreciate you and thank you, and I'm just hoping more and more we see that. And if you're somebody who's uh, interested in that, I would encourage you, talk to your community group leader and say, hey, I'm interested in leading a community group one day. How can you help me? How can you disciple me into that role so I can also care and love for these people? So, Yeah, Jordan mentioned uh, evangelism. We've been going out uh, every other month, uh, last Tuesday of that month. Uh, you, guys are, you guys are welcome. Here's your official invitation. You guys can come with us. And, then, and I know for some of you guys, that's, that's terrifying. Uh, I've, I've done it a lot. It's actually a little terrifying for me. Uh, but here's the thing. Just come and watch. Just come and pray for the students. Come and listen to the conversations. Um, and yeah, we, we want you to be engaged. We want you to be able to talk to your neighbors and strangers and friends and family, right? So we have, <laughs> we put a lot of time and energy into um, training, you know, having resources available for you guys to get trained. And part of that is our Sunday school, our adult Sunday school. Um, you know, we have several, we have four classes every Sunday. Every Sunday, there, there are four different classes that you can go to. Uh, to help you feel more confident in uh, making disciples or evangelism or just understanding the culture. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a class going on right now that, that's on um, conflict resolution, right? Um, everybody, <laughs> everybody needs to go to, to a class like that. But what, it'll, what it requires is changing your mindset about a Sunday morning. It means that you have to be about being a, 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 
a two-service family or two-service person, right? And that might be a little bit, um, you know, a little might take a little juggling with, with the kids. And, and after the first of the year, we're thinking about, you know, just having the kids in, in class the whole time. So that'll be easier for parents to do that. But ultimately, it means, it means kind of committing to being in here with your kids if you have little ones. And uh, we've done it. Our kids are big now. Uh, they, they hardly wiggle. Um, but, uh, but we went through that, and it was good. And even though they're little, right, and you think, oh, how much are they getting out of this? They are. It's good for our kids to be in service. And first service, we had uh, the Parkers, and they had little ones on the ground and stuff. That's great. Guys, we want that. We want to um, help you. We want to uh, help you be in service with your, with your kids. And then they go to sun, their Sunday school. You can go to Sunday school. Um, there's lots of opportunities for that to get trained up if you want to uh, be better equipped, if you want to be able to disciple others, if you want to be able to evangelize others, if you want to be able to um, think more deeply about worldview and the culture. Yeah, one small comment with kids. Uh, if you actually go to Barnett, their research group, and the studies on uh, kids basically who have a lasting faith, number two biggest impacts. I went to a service with adults with my family on Sundays. Second biggest impact, I had friendship with an adult who was not in my family, a Christian adult. Those are the two biggest factors uh, in children who had lasting faith through adulthood. Now, speaking of children, um, I don't know how many of you know, many of you do, but maybe you don't, some don't, um, that we have a full-time preschool here on campus that is uh, considered a ministry of the church, but it's its own entity as well. And um, I, I think they're at full capacity now. Is that pretty close? Pretty close, yeah. They're, they're pretty close to full capacity. they openings in certain classes, but for the most part, they're full. And, and so you think about, you know, how the school systems and, and preschools have struggled through the whole pandemic and, and losing staff and, and people being concerned about uh, their children's safety, that our, our, our um, preschool is thriving. And um, some great teachers there, good direction. Um, uh, and uh, it's exciting to see them and, and watch them, you know, when they did their Christmas program, just all the children and all their energy. And uh, so I wanted to give a little update on that. I think we're coming to the end here. Um, can I get one of you guys to to pray for our our church? Sure. Thanks, Bill. Lord, we come before you, and uh, what a what a blessing it is to be part of a family, part of the church that you are guiding, that you are the head of. We thank you for um, the leadership, our pastors, and uh, even uh, when they're sick, they uh, they are praying for us. We thank you for the elder leadership and um, others that are involved in so many ministries. Lord, you are, you are definitely have a big hand in what we're doing here. And we see it in how um, just uh, ministry after ministry is, is seeing um, the fruits of their labor. We ask that you uh, continue to bless us um, as we enter in a new year and that uh, God will, uh, that you will... Um, continue to guide us and that we will glorify you in the way we follow. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Christ Community Church of Laguna Hills. For more information and resources from Christ Community, visit us at www.ccclh.org.